This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Laugh it up, fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Hey, this Shirley, you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Here goes the last DJ. I wash my hands of this weirdness. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another brand new episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Wednesday, September 9th. We are your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Tony Sanfilippo. Tony, how you doing this morning? Hey, doing good, my friend. Uh, it is a, a cold, snowy day here in Colorado. Uh, we got, well, I think, about an inch or two out there, surprisingly, in September. But, uh, you know, nonetheless, I got I got to sleep in a little bit. Didn't have to close last night, so I'm doing good, bud. How are you doing? Good. Well-rested, just like you. Uh, got to bed at a normal time last night. Uh, feeling good today. Very good, yeah. I wouldn't say I got to bed at a decent time. My body's pretty used to going to bed at like one thirty, two o'clock. Right. <laughs> but nonetheless, I did sleep pretty damn good. You, you know that wonderful where you crack the window open a bit and oh. it's really cold outside and you can bundle? That's what I did last yeah. night. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. It's like having, it's like having air conditioning. It's not. Exactly. A little bit of a brisk morning, considering it was 103 degrees here just a couple days ago. But, uh, you know, I know you're, you have snow. Yeah, it is, you know, that That's snow crazy. outside made it extra chilly this morning in the house, but uh, it felt good. I'm not oh, gonna lie. <laughs> always good. Always good. Well, let's go ahead and kick things off the way we do each and every day with a question from my co-host. Tony, where do you stand on the new trend of gender reveal parties? Oh, man. I I think a lot of them are innovative, but lately some of them have been getting very stupid. And I think I know we're going to go with it, so I won't say too much more. Other than, hey, if you want to if you wanna do one, just make sure you do it safe. But the ones at least my friends have done have been pretty enjoyable So and harmless. Good, good. Yeah, harmless is the key. Yeah. Uh, there is one that's not this one that uh, I want to say six months, maybe a year ago, um, there was a gender reveal party where uh, they used a homemade explosive device and the base ended up uh, decapitating a woman. But uh, that's oh, not this gosh, one. Hey. I know. <laughs> so a new evacuation warning was issued Tuesday night that ignited over the weekend as a result of a gender reveal mishap in the Ukaipa area. The fire was started at about 10.30 a.m. Saturday by a smoke-generating pyrotechnic device used at a gender reveal party in El Dorado Ranch Park, according to investigators. Surveillance video of the incident apparently shows a person lighting the device as a couple and several children are walking nearby. 
After it ignites, the family is seen scrambling and grabbing water bottles to try and douse the growing fire. Everyone involved has cooperated with investigators. Fire officials have not released the video, saying the investigation is ongoing. The person who ignited the pyrotechnic uh, could be charged with misdemeanors or felonies, depending on the level of recklessness. Quote, it's really, it really is tragedy, it's sad. They were hoping to remember the day in a different way, said Malloy, adding that uh, 80% of fires are caused by humans and that people must be more aware of their surroundings. You need to be extra cautious because you could be liable. No injuries have been reported. No homes have been damaged as a result of the fire. The fire continues to burn as crews are also battling a 10,300-acre bobcat fire in the Angeles National Forest. So it goes to show that, uh, you know, if you are going to do a gender reveal party, pyrotechnics should probably stay out of it. Yeah, absolutely. You don't need to... uh... If you're going to do it, I mean, uh, yeah, probably just not best. This is big example. Like, I'm sure they thought, like, well, these pirates, I can think and go, nothing could go wrong. It's a gender reveal party. It's a happy, <laughs> it's a joyous. And now it's a unfortunate. Uh, not so joyous like, occasion. Yeah, yeah. It'll always be remembered. That time we, uh, we went to announce you, we uh, started a big ass fire. <laughs> so, you know. Well, it, it will be remembered. But again, like they said, not 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 in the way <laughs> not, that they want it to be. Not in the way you want it to be, buddy. Nope. Not in the way you want it. Nope. And that could impact their pocketbook big time. Because I oh yeah, I would assume they'll yeah, be held liable uh, monetarily speaking. Yeah, I was gonna say if you're about to uh, have a child, anyways, that is going to be a big uh, financial hit. I mean, you got to be able to provide for another human being, yep. which is a good thing. But you prep for that well, best you can. <laughs> or you just don't. And now you have to pay fines. Wonderful. Uh, yeah, yeah. When in doubt, if it sounds like it's probably not a good idea, it's probably when not a doubt, good idea. When in doubt, don't whip it out. <laughs> and I'm talking about pyrotechnics. I was going to say, that might apply to something else. but uh, yeah. I was talking about the fireworks, man. <laughs> <laughs> in any case, we have a wonderful show lined up for you today. We Wonderful. Animal Tales, sponsored by Rough Riders. We have a segment called Parenting Has Its Rewards. Our call-in topic today is a throwback to what we talked about yesterday, odd movie theater experiences. We want to hear yours. We have more Costco myths debunked. We have This Day in History. And Tony is up next with the entertainment news. Folks, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Want to expand your advertising dollar? Sponsor this or any America Matters program by calling 775-827-8900, extension 2. Now, back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Wednesday, September 9th. We have a little thing called the Phoenix Line. It's a -a 24-hour-a-day, 7-day-a-week voicemail line, giving you guys the viewers and the Listeners, I was going to say the uh, callers, but uh, no, that's not the case. The viewers and the listeners, a chance to chime in on anything whatsoever. It's a voicemail line. You leave a message after the beep. Again, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. 
That number is 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O or 855-336-4973. Again, can be on any topic whatsoever. Just check in. Tell us how you're doing. All we ask is that you keep it entertaining. We will compile those together and put them out in a future show. Now, before we get to the entertainment news, I realized that I forgot to tell you all what day it is and, and how would you know without our uh, trusty soundbites. So, Today is a Wednesday, also known as Hump Day! Yeah! So, had to get that in for you. But uh, in the meantime, it is the second segment of this show, and you know what that means. Tony's here with the entertainment news. All right, everybody, it is... Well, if I can open this, it is. Yeah! It is. Ooh, yeah, the macho man. Yeah. That's for uh, my buddy Brett. Uh, I work with him at at Costco. But anyways, I always talk like savage, apparently, at night. Here is your Phoenix. Here's your entertainment news or the flip of Fast Five for Wednesday, September 9th. Let's go. All right, Super Mario 3D All-Stars drops next Friday. Um, in the meantime, it's already Amazon's second best-selling video game of 2020, and it's not even out yet. Nice. Quite impressive. There must be demand for that. Uh, the Venture Brothers is canceled after seven seasons at Adult Swim. So fans of that show will be sad to know that. Didn't even realize it was still on. No, no, no it is, will not be. Just in reruns, I'm sure. Kevin Dobson, Knott's Landing, and Kojak star, dead at 77. Not too familiar with Kevin Dobson. How about you? Not really. All right. Uh, <laughs> Madden 21 adds Colin Kaepernick as a top free agent. It's been four years since Kaepernick was in a Madden game. He ranks higher than, uh, I think he ranks higher than Tannehill, uh, Cam Newton, and like 10 others. He's like a hot free agent in that game participation trophy <laughs> hey and if you want a uh, mediocre team then you can add them to your team oh yeah <laughs> well, he's so sad he used to be one of my faves um and in bad bronco news i had to add this because i'm a bronco fan von miller suffered an ankle injury yesterday after practice his he's expected to miss the entire season oh. um so that really hurts our team before we kick off on monday night sad day but not sad day in entertainment news because now you like a very nice I like. Remember that old Borat guy? <laughs> yeah. I like. Well, apparently Borat 2 is reportedly reportedly done filming and has even been screened for some of the industry people. Hmm. According to Collider, Borat 2 has been shot on location around L.A., Plot details and even who is involved in making the film beyond star creators Sasha Baron Cohen remains murky. It's unclear who is playing, who is paying for the sequel, but it wouldn't surprise us if Borat 2 was being financed by a deep-pocketed streamer. Collider reports, adding, some believe it will be released prior to the election in effort to reach young voters. Um, so Borat 2... Um, they've they've kind of have spotted like some fans in back in August... Happened to see Sasha Baron Corn Cohen driving around L.A. in his Borat character, and they thought he was just having fun. They didn't notice cameras around him, um, but yeah, they filmed it and it's ready to go. So, fan of that? What do you think? 
I think the timing is probably pretty good for it. You know, obviously the first movie and then, you know, the character even before that came out over a decade ago and, you know, was played out. Everybody knew who he was. And now you've got a whole generation of kids and people who have moved on, don't really realize who either Borat or Sasha <laughs> Baron Cohen is. And, uh, you know, the, the crazy things that he can get people to say and do and, and the situations that he puts them in, um, like I said, this is one where I think a sequel being done over a decade after the original came out might just work. And like C.J. Parker from the Baywatch. That was, I have seen that in a long time, but that's funny. I'm just glad we're not getting Bruno, too. Bruno yes, was, yeah, that was not so good. <laughs> no, the talking penis? No, no. No thanks. That was such a, that actually, I've never seen the entire movie. I stopped after that Wang Dang started singing. I was done. <laughs> I was like, nope, I'm out. (laughs) Anyways, I digress. Uh, The Mandalorian Season 2, obviously, is going to be out next month. Uh, Entertainment Weekly rolled out a special uh, two uh, covers uh, and a spread on it. Um, And it expands a little bit. So talking to Entertainment Weekly series creator and executive producer, John Favreau said the new season is going to introduce a larger story in the world. The stories become less isolated, Yes, yet each episode has its own flavor, and hopefully we're bringing a lot more s- scope to the show. The EW reports uh, that stories will look beyond being Mando-centric, suggesting we could see episodes that frame the supporting cast as protagonists. The supporting cast features Carl Weathers and Gina Carano, who can both be seen in the new e- EW photo below which you guys can't see it but uh i have shared it on our page so you guys can look there but uh everything gets bigger the stakes get higher said director executive producer dave filoni but also the personal story between the child and the mandalorian develops in a way i think people will enjoy uh season two will also introduce a variety of new characters the mandalorian sector of the star wars universe while there have been no confirmations it is believed that Rosario Dawson is on board to playing fan favorite Asaka Tano, Katie Sackhoff as Bo-Katan Kreese, and Tamara Morrison returning to Star Wars to potentially play Boba Fett. Boba Fett? Fett. <laughs> Boba Fett, wow. Or a clone trooper. Might Sometimes in the morning, man, my brain just can't do some of these. So, uh, nonetheless, very excited. Mandalorian uh, is coming out soon. We're going to also know more about the Darksaber uh, which was in the show. Uh, very excited for all this. Uh, what do you guys think? Chime in below. Christian, I know you're stoked. Oh, I'm excited. Comes out the day before Halloween, and uh, I'll definitely be watching it. And, you know, they're releasing it once per week, so it's not like we can binge it all in one night, unfortunately. No, you won't be doing what I've been doing with Lucifer, man. I've been on a stretch getting through that show. It's a good, It's a good, enjoyable show, so I'm not complaining, so... Uh, moving on, uh, fans of Apple will be happy to know that Apple announced a September 15th hardware event. It's been teasing about it on Twitter, but now it's official. The event's tagline, time flies. Seems suggesting there will be an Apple Watch 6 announcement. The wearable itself is rumored to include a faster processor while adding more health tracking features, include blood oxygen monitor, improved sleep tracking, and COVID-19 testing. 
I'm kidding on that last part. <laughs> there, say, also, there also may be new affordable Apple Watch to replace the current Series 3 model. As with most Apple events, we expect the uh, base company will be introducing more than one piece of hardware. A new iPad is potentially in the cards. And specifically, rumors seem to suggest there will be a replacement for the iPad Air, which is Apple's mid-range iOS tablet. Other potential product announcements could include Apple's first official pair of noise-canceling headphones called the AirPod Studio or an updated HomePod 2 and Apple AirTags that help you keep track of your gadgets and keys. While Apple has been rumored to launch four new iPhones this year, including an iPhone 12, a 12 Max, a 12 Pro, and a 12 Pro Max, it doesn't seem likely we'll see them at this upcoming event. Um, Apple confirmed new smartphones would be delayed from their usual September launch timeframe. Apple kicks off the event September 15th at 10 a.m. Pacific time. What do you think, guys? Woohoo! Is that next that is Tuesday? Next, next Wednesday? Uh, that is next Tuesday. Okay. So, right. uh, yeah, so right after our show is done, it uh, the Apple stream kicks off, literally, as the show is finishing. Hey, so you so. can watch us and then switch over and watch them. Yeah, it'll be good. Um, you are you excited about any upcoming Apple products? Any of that uh, sound like it uh, triggers for you? I know you and I are both Apple guys. We yeah, both have Apple stuff. Uh, I recently upgraded my watch to an Apple Watch Series Three, which uh, you know, if they have a Series Six, I hope that maybe they change the design a little bit. I'm curious about the uh, AirPod Studio. Uh, the noise canceling headphones are they going to be over the yeah. ear on the ear in the ear um you know just as an audio guy um mm. always curious about that yeah i'm i bet it's going to be over the ear on that one um only because like what i wear during the show is the uh, airpods pro max uh, and they work well they're comfortable can hear you just fine there's no distortion or anything uh the over the ear is what i would guess but right We'll find out. Well, so, the thing is, with over-the-ear or on-the-ear, you get a, a, a bigger bass range. So, um, you know, yeah. with the in-ear ones, you're not going to get a whole lot of bass. And I love a, a dynamic, uh, you know, audio when it comes to listening to music. You like the ace of, you like the ace of the bass, uh, I like. Hey, I saw the sign. It opened hey, up my eyes. Did, it, it, well, don't turn around. Because the Xbox Series S and X have been announced officially by Microsoft. Um, the Microsoft uh, Xbox Series S will retail for $299, and it is called the smallest Xbox ever will be out. Uh, dun, dun, dun. It just updated today. November 10th, 2020. The Xbox Series X will cost $499 and will launch the same day. The big differences between the two is the S will be diskless. It'll be cloud-based. It can do up to 4K, um, and uh, it's just a powerful little system, and it's the next gen. So you guys can jump on if you don't want to break the bank too much. Um, you guys can get on board uh, with the Xbox. I'll give more details as it's shows it just really announced the basic stuff here my only question um, is are they going to release uh, like a mid-range model like a, a, a series e somewhere in between not, the series s and the series x no it jumps from the s will be the will be the baseline one at 299 and then the x which is that big tower looking one 
that'll be $4.99, and that can do up to 8K as cloud gaming and uh, supposed to be like super fancy. I don't know about you. I'm, I'm pretty happy with my current gen stuff. I mean, we'll slow let this for the first time ever in my whole video game adult life. I kind of watch and see what happens with that. Nothing's got me screaming like I need this day one. So. Yeah, eventually I'll probably go over to the PS5. Uh, I jumped off of the Xbox bandwagon a little while ago. I've just been more yeah. impressed with PlayStation. So, yeah, the uh, the S looks very nice. Uh, the the X looks weird. It's this huge tower. But anywho, if you're excited about that then that is coming out. But that's really it for your entertainment news today. No. I dragged it on because the stories were not super impressive, but let's go ahead and go. Let's go on to the birthdays. It's my birthday! Before I, before I say the birthdays, I'll answer Brett's question on the Phoenix page, so you guys can always chime in. We'll try to find breaks to answer your questions. He asked if there will be an external disk drive to plug in for old games. I doubt it. It would be awesome, but uh, I don't know about that. They'll probably do some cloud base. If you own it, you can download it, possibly if it's backwards compatible. Not 100% sure, but great question, Brent. Oh, yeah. But we are on to the birthdays now. And today, Mr. Adam Sandler. Ooh, <laughs> conditional is better. 54. Hunter Hayes, country singer, 29. Michael Bublé, 45. Bublé. Michelle Williams, Bublé, Bublé, Bublé. The Bublé, Bublé. Uh, Michelle Williams, actress, 40. And Joe Theismann, who suffered that horrific leg injury on that uh, the team formerly known as the Redskins. He's 71. That's your birthdays. Happy birthday, you fine celebrities. <laughs> I'm signing out. <laughs> well, folks, that does it for the entertainment news. When we come back, we have Animal Tales, sponsored by Rough Riders. Don't go anywhere. After these messages, we'll be right back. Unable to listen to the whole show? A recording of today's program will be available later today. Visit americamatters.us and click on the podcast link. Now, back to the show. And we are back. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Wednesday, September 9th. Now, we're all over social media with many of you watching us right now as we speak on Facebook Live or YouTube Live. We also rebroadcast every evening on the AUN TV network. That's 13 stations across Northern California and Northern Nevada. Now, if you want to get a hold of us on social media, you can reach me at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. That's Christian with a K. Phoenix with an F Radio, of course, with an R. Or on Instagram at Christian Phoenix. Tony's available at facebook.com forward slash Tony dot San Filippo. That's S-A-N-F-I-L-I-P-P-O dot nine four or on Instagram at Tony.SanFilippo81. Now, being that it's Wednesday, it's a hump day, something we do each and every Wednesday is animals, sorry, animal tales sponsored by Rough Riders. Animals. Animals. Uh, words are hard, folks. Sponsored yeah. by RoughRiders.org. Do for the animals, stupid. Now, now, Rough Riders is a local nonprofit, 501c3 dog rescue, dedicated to the transport of dogs from the rural kill shelters into the metro area here 
finding them new homes and giving them a second chance at life. So without further ado, let's go ahead and take you guys through Animal Tales. Dogs and the cats, they take up the middle where the honeybee hums and the cricket fiddles, the donkey prays and the pony neighs, the old great badger sighs. Listen to the bass, it's a one on the bottom where the bullfrog croaks and the hippopotamus moans and groans for the big to do and the old cow just goes moo. Oh, that song never gets old. You know, I know we have good news, everyone, on Friday, but uh, this is one of those things that just sort of picks you up a little bit. Oh, it's funny. It's, uh, <laughs> and the old cow goes moo. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's kick off with our first story, shall we? <laughs> All right, so a parrot at a British zoo has become a hit with visitors after a viral sensation online after belting out a rendition of Beyonce's If I Were a Boy. The Lincolnshire Wildlife Park posted a video to Facebook of the nine-year-old yellow-crowned Amazon parrot Chico breaking into song for a gathered crowd of patrons. The video quickly went viral, leading the zoo to give Chico his own Instagram account for sharing his rendition of pop songs. Chico's repertoire also includes Poker Face by Lady Gaga, <laughs> Firework by Katy Perry, and You Drive Me Crazy by Gnarls Barkley. And just, uh, I did pull up an audio clip of, of If I Were a Boy, just so you guys could hear how pitch perfect it is. Hey, that's not bad. I don't know the song itself, but uh, I would say that that parrot could carry a tune. Oh wow! <laughs> that would be cool. Yeah, makes me laugh. Yeah, have a parrot that could sing back to you better than uh, you know the parrots you hear about that uh, spend the whole time either cursing at you or uh, just screaming their heads off. Yeah, <laughs> our friend uh, Jim and Renee they they don't have a parrot, but uh, their bird um, they could get it to say Volbeat, and it would fly around and go Volbeat. Which is kind of random. But, uh, <laughs> That's cool. they got to capture that on video. Share it. Yeah. Barley beat. Share it with the world. All right, folks, let's move on with Animal Tales. <laughs> so we'll go ahead and post these onto our Facebook page. But uh, on this, it says, This is the surreal moment a tiny ant put on a performance befitting a strong man as it tried to drag a bee 60 times its size to its nest for lunch before realizing its eyes were too big for its belly. The hungry insect had spotted the bumblebee on wildlife photographer Ron Thomas's driveway in Merseyside on August 14th and decided it looked like an appetizing meal. In his footage, the ant grabs hold of one of the bee's antenna and begins dragging it with all its strength. After being joined by another ant, the determined duo managed to drag the bumblebee for less than an inch before his companion gives up. The original ant soldiered on, clasping the antenna with its powerful jaws and yanking on it like a dog playing with its owner, before finally admitting defeat and appearing to decide on a smaller snack instead. Retired telecoms engineer Ron, 69, went out after spotting the insect and drove around the bee to make sure the ant could return to it if he wished, but he didn't. Ron for Burkhead Merseyside said, The whole thing was quite bizarre, really. It's like he's emulating a strongman competition. I would say the bee was 10 times the length of the ant and 6 times the width. My initial thought was the ant was trying to take it to the nest to eat because I'd seen similar things with smaller insects. I thought the main reason for them doing this would be food. It's quite the feast, and it would keep them going for a while. They seem to be having a pretty good go at it, 
but it's like his eyes were too big for his belly and he thought he'd find something smaller. And like I said, I'll post this on our Facebook page so you guys can check it out. But it reminds me of, um, oh, what was the what was the old guy who did the juicer commercials? Um, not Jack Palance. Um, oh, it's going to bug me. But where he puts a rope in his mouth and drags an airplane, that's what this reminds me of. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm I talking forget about? I who that is. Yeah. Yeah, it's on an infomercial. He's like the juicer king, and oh, man, it's going to bug me, but uh, it'll come back to me. Anyway, yeah, let's move on. Jack LaLanne. Jack LaLanne. Thank you very much. It's a power grind. It's just juices and juices and you push it here. It's my birthday. <laughs> Is that if uh, Adam Sandler was Jack LaLanne? Jack LaLanne, that's right. Jack LaLanne, right there. <laughs> All right, let's move on with animal tales. Tony, what is the one animal that you are most afraid of? <laughs> snakes. Oh, I hate snakes, man. <laughs> I like them. Well, it's every Australian's worst nightmare. Well, probably everyone's worst. The wallaby, the damn wallaby. Oh, no wallaby. But uh, making a cup of tea in the kitchen only to have two massive snakes fall through your kitchen ceiling. <laughs> Retiree David Tate received a bit of a shock on Monday when he found two carpet snakes had tumbled on the kitchen floor at his Did home. You say trouser snakes? No. <laughs> car- car- Ooh, carpet it's snakes. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, Jay, it's out of my popped in my head there. Hold <laughs> it. Proceed. <laughs> so they tumbled on the kitchen floor at, at his home north of Brisbane before slithering away to the bedroom and living room. Snake catcher <laughs> Stephen Brown told the Today Show, the two snakes were male and appeared to be fighting over a third female snake. Measuring 2.8 meters and 2.5 meters, that's about uh, three feet per meter, so six feet, <laughs> six and a half, wow, that was seven feet long snakes, uh, and reportedly weighing 22 kilograms between them, I don't know what the conversion is there, Brown said the snakes were some of the biggest and fattest he had ever seen. The third <laughs> snake has still not been located sparking fears it was still somewhere in the house. The other two snakes were relocated to a state forest close by. Tate said he had seen snakes around his home previously, but never that big and never in his house. Quote, we have a lot of brush around here, so you do see snakes, but I'd never seen snakes of that size, Tate told today on Tuesday morning. With warmer weather approaching, Australians should be prepared for more snake sightings as they come out of hibernation around the country. For snake catchers, the period is a boon for business. Raymond Hoser, a snake catcher in Melbourne, warns that people will be crossing more snakes in the coming weeks. He says, because people are at home and they're not out and about, we've got a perfect storm where people will see more snakes. Luckily, we're headed into colder weather here in the States, so Tony, you don't have to worry about it too much, but uh, yeah, I would... Uh, I pack, if, if that fell through my ceiling, I pack my crap up and I get the hell out of here today, I don't care, I ain't staying. Well, especially if you didn't know Big where that... Big fat squirrels is what was up there, man, but if it would have been snakes, hell no. Yeah, squirrels are one thing, but if you didn't know where that third female was, it could be anywhere. That's just terrifying to know. Well, folks, that does it for another Wednesday edition of Animal Tales. When we come back, parenting has its rewards. It certainly does. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back in a few.
join the conversation. Call 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. Now back to the show. Now back to the show indeed. This is the Crucial Phoenix Radio Show. It is Wednesday, September 9th. Now, if you missed a portion of the show or you want to go back and catch up on any of the previous shows, it's easy enough to do so. Head over to americamatters.us, click on the shows and podcast link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. From there, you can get video, you can get audio as well, and uh, or head over to wherever you get podcasts, Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, about 20 in all. While you're there, be sure to subscribe. That way you always have the latest episode. Leave a review, let us know what you think, and tell your friends because sharing is caring. And uh, that theme's actually going to come back a couple times today. But uh, we move on to a segment that uh, I call Parenting Has Its Rewards. Now, I've got two boys, are uh, 7 and 11 now. My son's birthday was just uh, a little over a week ago. And, uh, you know, as difficult as parenting is, it is also rewarding. I mean, my two kids are, are very bright. Over the summer, uh, got them going on uh, creating their own YouTube videos. They just put out a brand new one, which I'll actually share here Ooh. on the Phoenix page of them doing a nailed it sandcastle um, cake challenge, uh, which turned out really well. It was a lot of fun, but uh, they never cease to amaze me. So I wanted to run through a list of other proud parents where, uh, you know, parenting has its rewards, sometimes in the positive, sometimes in the hilarious, but uh, in any case, let's go ahead and kick it off. So first one from Twitter user Robert McNeese says, somehow I've lucked out and have an eight-year-old who thinks secretly reading under the covers past her bedtime is an act of rebellion. And it hasn't yet occurred to her that her flashlights never seem to run out of batteries. You know, I love it when parents uh, support what their kids are doing. Obviously, he replaces the batteries in his daughter's flashlight. And uh, anytime a kid can read, they can get off the iPad, get up in front of the screen, uh, you know, away from the screen is always a good thing. You know, my kids are allowed a certain amount of screen time, but they also also have to read. They have to do things that are uh, productive and they have to go out and play. Just be little kids. Oh yeah, that's the that's the biggest thing I see is they definitely get outside, go play. I mean, unless the weather's crap, then you know. right, right. You know, and if it was up to my oldest one, he'd be playing video games all day long, forever. And so, uh, <laughs> you know, as much as you know, I grew up playing video games. Yeah, I had to go out, go outside. Uh, you know, and obviously there was far less. Uh, things to do back then than there are now and so we we definitely support when uh he's not in front of the screen but when he is you know he he's earned that time right let's move on to uh something that i think uh most parents would love to have happen this is from twitter use twitter user rhyming mama says i just rhyming mama (laughs) oh boy i just yelled one two three mommy is lava and my kids ran away, leaving me to drink my coffee in peace. I'm pretty sure I've peaked for the day. Um, brilliant. Brilliant idea. Yes. Plus, at that point, they know mom's pissed. Get the hell away. <laughs> <laughs> uh, have you seen that show, The Floor is Lava, on Netflix? Yeah, I have, yeah. It's pretty it cheeseball. <clears throat> yeah, it's pretty goofy. But, uh, you know, it's something we... I, I don't know if I called it the floor is lava as a kid, but I think we used to do something like that. We had to stay on the couch and couldn't touch the floor because it was lava. I'm pretty sure my sister and I did something like that as kids. Oh, everybody's done that. And yeah. I, you know, 
Yeah. And then parents used to get pissed because I used to like <laughs> go flying off one couch and flip into the chair and knock the chair over. Oh yeah, break you a few fall things. Fall off yeah. of furniture. You, you oh, break yeah. a bone. It's all in good fun. Oh yeah, yeah. All right, moving on with parenting has its rewards. This from Twitter user Queen of Southfield says, I took my daughter on a walk. This is how she let me know she was done walking. That's just a little toddler girl who's laying flat on the cement, just cringing her face. And, you know, it's one of those things that, you know, when they don't want to go anywhere, they, they go limp. Limp biscuit, limp biscuits in the house, y'all. <laughs> Excuse me. Moving on from Twitter user Scary Mommy says, My husband walks into our closet to find me drinking a large coffee and eating a donut in the dark. He says, Do the kids know you are in here? To which I reply, Welcome to the teacher's lounge. Again, brilliant. <laughs> you, know, you, you need that safe space as a parent because uh, little kids especially will follow you anywhere, even if you're going to the bathroom, which is uh, not ideal. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I hear from a lot of my friends that are moms. Uh, the kids do. They like, they're like little magnets. They follow them all over the place. <laughs> uh, moving on with uh, parenting has its rewards. My kids have a sweet tooth. It's, it's a family thing that, uh, you know, I, I've got a sweet tooth. And the hardest part is not only buying food, but also eating food in front of the kids that you don't want them begging for some. So, uh, this Twitter user, Senia, says, Me as a parent trying to hide my snacks from the unemployed lazy people in my house, also known as her kids, and uh, she's got a <laughs> giant leaf of lettuce blocking an ice cream sandwich, um, which is brilliant, because the kids think that you're just eating lettuce, but in reality, you're enjoying that ice cream sandwich. <laughs> These are smart. <laughs> Moving on, uh, Twitter user Low Kai says, I asked my son to turn down his music, and he okayed boomered me, so now we're turning off the Wi-Fi for a bit. You know what? When you control the electronics in the house from a single push of a button, ah, it makes parenting so much easier. Yeah, you know what I used to do uh, when I uh, lived with Paul, uh, like when the kids were draining the internet there? I just shut it off by the flick of a button there. Just kill off all the internet. It's not working. And then they get really mad because they'd be in the middle of a match. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, buddy. Yeah, nothing, said, nothing will send a kid into a tirade like faster than uh, them being in the middle of a match or a round of a game and it just. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Moving on with parenting has its rewards. This is something that every parent can uh, appreciate some degree it says uh twitter user uh boo boo kitty fk <laughs> there you go <laughs> <laughs> yeah. ah jay another jay and Silent bob reference there <laughs> says becoming a mom made me realize why papa bear's porridge was too hot why baby bears was just right and why mama bears was too cold because as a parent you're usually the last one to eat and uh sounds like papa bear needs to step up and help out a little bit here yeah, Papa Bear could be in a lazy sack of poo-poo. <laughs> Moving on, Twitter user Divergent Mama says, Me at 13, I don't understand why old people are so cranky. Me at 43, oh. Ah, yeah, makes sense now. Very, very nice. I, I said it before, having kids is not an easy feat. You know, they're around you 24 hours a day, seven days a week, especially when they are distance learning like they are right now. And, uh... You know, it's hard to, to work when, you know, they're bugging you the whole time. 
<laughs> All right. So moving on with uh, parenting has its rewards. Twitter user Mama Jesse C says, "Kid, what happens when we die? Me? Let's talk about something a little more lighthearted. Kid, why does your butt jiggle when you walk? Me? So when a person dies, and she goes on to tell the story, uh, you know, kids are unfiltered." They ask you what's on the top of their mind. They have uh, no rhyme or reason and obviously rarely think of uh, people's feelings or thoughts, especially given on you know the age of the kid. Uh, little older ones you know, start realizing that there's a fine line between what you say and what you don't say. Right. All right, let's move on. Moving on, uh, Twitter user Miss Havisham says, My kids count... Havisham! My kids counted one less snail in their fish tank, so now they're crying. Pointing at me because I've told them I tried a snail once at a fancy restaurant on vacation some 20 years back. So, uh, yeah, the kids didn't put two and two together that uh, mom didn't eat their snail. She ate a snail at some point, which, uh, if it were me, that snail would still be alive. Actually, both those snails would still be alive. Not my cup of tea. You weren't going to do a little escargot there? No. Mm, Yeah. Prefer not to eat anything that uh, has the consistency of boogers. Yeah, I was just going to go there. You didn't want to slurp some snot there? Nope. Nope. No, thank you. It's good if you're eating breakfast, that that comment right there. (laughs) Yummy. All right. Uh, Parenting has its rewards. Twitter user AverageDad1 says, As a dad, there's nothing more fun than intentionally singing the wrong lyrics to your kid's favorite song. Oh, and my kids especially. No, those aren't the words. (laughs) Sorry, Beyonce. Jeez. All right. Jeez. Let's move on. Twitter user Exploding Your Unicorn says, Me, why are you spinning in circles? My six-year-old, I'm a ballerina zombie fighter. Me, that clears more space for her to spin. You know? (laughs) It it, does. It just clears up the space. It's easy to roll. Not every little girl wants to be a princess. Not every little girl wants to be a ballerina. Sometimes they just want to be a ballerina zombie fighter. Makes perfect sense sense to me. It it, it really does. (laughs) All right. Moving on. uh, Twitter user Human Aaron says, uh, Son, this is what the son says, There's a monster in my closet. Me, oh, sweetie, there's no such thing as monsters. The real monsters are hidden among us. Members of the community. Even your own family can cause unspeakable psychological damage. Son, dot, 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 me. Well, good night. <laughs> uh, I, I think that might be a little too young to uh, truly fill your kid in on the uh, the monsters of the world, which uh, aren't right. the boogeyman living under the bed, unfortunately. All right. And then finally, before we head into our long break, uh, Twitter user Mr. John Darby says, me, Son, we have something to tell you. Son, what is it? Wife, you're going to have a new brother. Son, oh my God, you mean? And then me, yes, we're giving you to another family. Ouch. (laughs) My guess is uh, the dad was having a little fun with that. Yeah, definitely. No, don't do that. I can just imagine the uh, meltdown that oh, kiddo had. Poor kid, poor kid. <laughs> Folks, if you want to read the rest of these, they will be up on our Phoenix page. In the meantime, we are headed into our long break, and our call-in topic is your odd theater experiences. So uh, don't go anywhere. We'll see you guys in about seven minutes.
fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Here goes the last DJ. Gentlemen, I wash my hands of this weirdness. Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Wednesday, September 9th. We are your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. I'm still joined by my co-host, Mr. Tony Sanfilippo. You had uh, some time during the break to make yourself a smoothie. Otherwise, how are you holding up? Hey, I'm doing good, buddy. Um, just uh, enjoying the show as usual. Flies by, and it's snowing again here in Colorado. Oh, that's so weird. You know, you guys had fires, <laughs> heat. Strange. Now snow, a couple inches on the ground. L- I hope it. I hope it's helping with the fires. That they, they haven't really given any updates on that, but uh, yeah, hoping that it just douses that even more. We're supposed to go back to normal weather here, a um, <clears throat> little colder for the next few days, but then it gets back into the 80s and summer returns next week. So nice. Yeah, it's always nice. I love it's Colorado. A, you know, yeah, a little bit cooler. You know, for us, we're going to stay out of the 90s for at least the next 10 days, which. Hey, I'm good with. Keep it mid 80s, and and I'll be happy all I, season long. I like that. Anywhere from mid 70s to mid 80s. That's about that right barometer that I like it. Exactly. All yeah. right. Well, folks, we are uh, kicking off our call-in topic Choo-choo! today. It uh, is a topic that uh, we brought up yesterday. We were telling stories about uh, theater experiences. Obviously, we'll love the fact that movie theaters are starting to open again. Tony went and saw Tenet over the weekend. Uh, we went last week and saw New Mutants. And uh, getting back into theater, sitting there with the whole experience is just so wonderful. But, of course, you always always get, uh, you know, those not-so-happy theater uh, experiences. Tony, um, you know, you, you referenced it a little bit, but uh, why don't you go ahead and tell the story about your uh, Sonic the Hedgehog experience? Yeah, yeah. It was a cold black night. Okay, really. It was back on Valentine's Day. I was uh, by myself. Besides, you know, you know, like all the lovebirds are out on dates and stuff. I'm like, I'm going to go see a movie. Well, the movie that came out on this day was uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. I went to my local little AMC theater, kind of a little chintzy older one. And uh, <clears throat> I went and I sat kind of, yeah, I always like to sit kind of towards, the, not all the way back, but kind of towards the middle. Mm-hmm. And uh, a little little closer to the walkway and there was this big heavy set dude and he was probably i had about a there's a seat next to me and he sat in the middle seat there so i had a gap and then we were a sitting one there seat watching gap. it well i'm sorry what was that a one seat gap a one seat gap it's okay. not a very big theater so it's not like one where you can be real spaced out it was just it was uh enough but he was there and he's sitting there looking at the screen and he's just talking and common, you know, how people commentate during the 
the trailers and stuff, and none of that bothered me. I was just like, I was just talking to the things. But then when the movie starts and you get the Sega, and he's like, ooh, this is a Sega movie. I know Sega. I know Sega. I was like, <laughs> all right. Pretty sure we all and then, and then, And then it starts with Sonic the Hedgehog running, and he goes, oh, Sonic. Oh, the little, he turns to me. Oh, that little hedgehog. Oh, the adventures he's going to go on. I, that's Sonic. <laughs> oh. Well, no bleep, Sherlock. And of course, it's Sonic, you know. So while he's doing that, there are two little kids crying. Now, mind you, it's a later show. It's probably like a nine o'clock showing. You got two kids down in the front row. They're screaming and crying. And and this guy's commentating about the movie and telling me it's Sonic. And then... I happen to get a text, you know, then I just happen to glance at it, which you should never do at the movies. It's rude. How dare you. I know better. But I did. And I swear I did. And the guy behind me gets by my ear and he goes, shut off your damn phone. I'm like, okay. So you got kids crying. You got this dude telling me it's Sonic the Hedgehog out loud. Ain't no one saying nothing to him. And I look at my phone one time. It was quite, it was the weirdest experience i've ever had at a theater <laughs> my entire life was sonic the hedgehog on valentine's day this year that's why you need an apple watch tone so you can just discreetly look at it if somebody uh sends you a text i got one but it didn't it didn't let me see what it was no so and plus no. that's kind of distracting too because it's so bright so. yeah true true but uh yeah you know we've we've all had experiences similar to that for me uh took jesse to go see pet cemetery the uh, recent remake and uh yeah we get to the theater early i like to get there early get my snacks set up uh like you you know i'm pretty much a, a dead center seat per type person I, I love to not have to strain my neck to look up or down or left or right to see the screen get in there get settled in obviously people are starting to to trickle in as before the movie starts and uh, about five minutes before the movie starts, a family walks in where it's uh, the father, the mother, a newborn baby, a kid who's about five, and then another kid who's probably about 12 or 13. And I turn to Jesse and go, are they in the right movie? Are they supposed, you know, there's probably some other kid's movie that was playing at the time and uh, figured, you know, maybe, maybe they walked into the wrong theater. And so, uh, you know, keeping an eye on them, obviously, the lights go down. They start playing the previews. Well, the previews, obviously, uh, you know, for other scary movies. And then the movie itself starts, and they don't move. So apparently they are there for Pet Cemetery, And it comes as no surprise that uh, the very first uh, jump scare, scary moment, the five-year-old starts crying, which gets the newborn to start crying. And uh, instead of taking the kids out of the theater, no, the mom just stands up and starts bouncing the kid and tries shushing them. And uh, Parents, if you have kids, if you can afford to take them to the movies, you can afford a babysitter, especially if you're going to see an R-rated scary movie like Pet Cemetery. Just don't do it. Nothing no. more frustrating. But folks, <laughs> extremely frustrating. That's what we're looking for from you. Your odd movie theater experiences. Give us a call. We're opening the phone lines now at 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. Toll free from anywhere in the world. When we come back, it's all about you guys. So give us a call now. We'll see you guys in a few. Call us.
shy and don't want to talk on the air? Text us your questions or comments to 775-237-2266. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Wednesday, September 9th. We are in the middle of our call-in topic. We want to hear from you guys right now at 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. Toll-free from anywhere in the world. Or you can always chime in on our Facebook page as well. Our topic today is your strange movie theater experience. Whether it's funny, whether it's frustrating, we've all had them. And we want to hear from you guys on that. Uh, Tony, before I start reading down a list of uh some other people's strange experiences uh anybody chime in on your end <laughs> yeah lacy chimed in sorry <clears throat> there was something in that smoothie got stuck in my uh, windpipe there um lacy said when i went to see it too a weird guy kept talking to me in a pennywise voice <laughs> wonder who that could have been hmm. <laughs> I, I didn't wonder who that was <laughs> I'm Pennywise. Mm. Uh, uh, Tony does like to make people feel uncomfortable. There was a uh, time uh, a couple of years ago with the ex-wife, we went to a not scary farm, and uh, <laughs> he got great joy about sneaking up behind people and making a uh, snarling sound, uh, even though he wasn't part of the cast. Oh, man, that's where I got that from. I love it. I still do it to this day at work. Not, <laughs> like There's un- poor, unsuspecting people at work. I'll be right behind them. If I know them well enough, it is, I get close enough where it's just like a... <laughs> and it freaks them out, man, every time. Uh, it's so much fun to watch being the outside party. But uh, I digress. Let's talk about movie theater experiences. Again, we want you guys to call in with your strange or frustrating experience at 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. Here's somebody who says, uh, went to watch Monsters University with my wife and friend. Partway through the movie, this lady answers her cell phone, walks to the nearest emergency exit, and holds the door open in the middle of the day. The entire theater lit up. I wasn't about to let this slide. I ran down and pulled the door shut, locking her out. I received an applause from the crowd. She had to do the walk of shame as she came back into the theater to sit back down. <sighs> People, if, if it's an emergency and you have to take a phone call, go outside. Don't hold the theater open. Uh, you know what that's like, Tony. Door opens and it just bright light comes in and, and it takes oh, yeah. you completely out of the movie. It does. I've had that happen before, too. We had, uh, I forget what movie it was, <clears throat> but someone answered their phone, and they, as they're answering, they're talking loud and walking to, to leave the theater, but they're not being discreet, just like, hey, no. Back. no. Or hang on a sec. You know, it was like, hey, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, well, okay. And then, like, you could hear the whole conversation, like, outside, like, they, even though he went out the door, he talked so damn loud, you could still hear you bits and pieces of the conversation it's just like oh buddy yeah and then you're right to have the the uh the cojones to come back in and <laughs> sit down it's like everyone's like dude how rude man. Oh, frustrating um moving on so uh you know kids before movies were all digital like they are now they came on this thing called film 
And uh, in high school, I actually was a movie theater supervisor. I was a projectionist, and it was fun because, you know, we took the canisters of movies and, and had to splice them together. And, and you know, it, it was a learning experience, obviously, made way for my love of movies and, uh, you know, ended up going to film school because of it. But they were also prone to malfunction. So if a, a piece of film got caught in there, well, the light was so bright that it would burn up. You'd have to go and fix it, restring it, oh. and, you know, it, it was frustrating as a moviegoer. So uh, this person puts uh, was watching a movie, and the reel kept malfunctioning. So an employee started doing shadow puppets on the projector with their hands <laughs> to entertain us. They said that was the best experience I'd had at a movie theater. That would be fun. That would be, uh, inter- you know, a, a good way to pass the time given, uh, you know, what's going on. It always makes me think of uh, Gremlins too. Um, like w- anytime the mo- the old reels would go out like that, I'd always think Gremlins too. You know, like <laughs> right. it did that in the movie, and they're like, <laughs> <laughs> they do like their thing. Um, Kendra chimed in on the Phoenix page. Um, hers was. Uh, Purple Rain, terrible movie. The guy behind me was making commentary that was way better than the movie. How tough am I? I'm the only one in St. Paul with a glittery purple motorcycle. It's true. It's true. <laughs> not, <laughs> not. De- a- de- 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 I didn't even know like that went to theaters. I knew it was a movie, but yeah, uh, he's a, a great performer, great artist, not a great actor. Terrible movie. I would agree with that. All right. Uh, Folks, we do want to hear from you. Feel free to give us a call. Chime in. It is a uh, radio show, um, you know, above all else. So uh, we do want to hear your voice. That number, 844-790-TALK, 844-790-8255. Now, moving on with our list, something similar to uh, um, what I had been talking about. says, a woman brought her toddlers to see The Conjuring 2. There was a scare that made half of the audience yell, F. And the woman starts lecturing us on how her kids are here and how they needed to lay off the language. <laughs> oh, that is just, I don't know why that makes me laugh so much, but uh, <laughs> he brought the kids to the country. Right. And then starts lecturing the people on saying bad oh, words. Oh, wow. Oh, oh. I, I don't know if I could get over this one for a couple reasons says, kid next to me got bored during Infinity War. How is that possible? So his dad gave him his phone to watch YouTube videos with the sound on. Oh, I would lose it. I would absolutely lose it. Oh, you know what? Um, That reminds me. Damn it. This is another one. I can't think of the movie it was off the top of my head. Um, But uh, it was... um, Actually, it was... It might have been Infinity War, I think. Um, I went to see it, and uh, unfortunately, I I don't know if it was that or not. Damn it. Either way, where I was going with the story is somebody said the freaking ending of the movie as they're coming out. Like, right before you go in, they were talking about the ending. Oh. Like, Are you freaking kidding me? Yeah. Like, keep your damn mouth shut. If you go to a movie, something like Infinity War... <clears throat> obviously it's that's now past um and uh they were like oh, that i think that's what it was they said i can't believe spider-man died and it was like are you are you freaking shut up say what? 
Yeah, don't don't spoil that. By now, if you haven't seen it, sorry. Right. Uh, obviously, he came back because he made some more movies. So, <laughs> but at the time, you know, you you didn't want to know these things. You didn't want to know what was going to happen. Like, right? You want to be surprised. Point. You know, it's it'd be like coming out of uh, um, you know the sixth sense and being like he was dead the whole time. Yeah. Because people like, were the waiting end to of see. It. Infinity War was so shocking. Like you. You were at like when that came out and you watched that, you were just like, is this really happening? Like, is all this, did this just, holy crap. Yeah. I haven't been that like soaked into a movie since then. That movie really hooked me where I was like, is it a year before we can find out what the hell happened? Yeah. What a cliffhanger. Yep. Oh. Kendra also. But that was the one where people were spoiling. Yep. Kendra chimed in, chimed in again, said, Oh, and the Denver premiere of Jay and Silent Bob reboot, the movie stopped near the end, but it stopped at a part that made sense for Kevin Smith to do. That's, that's scary when uh, something happens where you're not quite sure was that meant to happen? Was it not meant to happen? In this case, it <laughs> right. wasn't, but I guess it kind of made sense as well. All right, folks, we have, um, we have a couple minutes left. Feel free to chime in. Give us a call, 844-790-TALK, 844-790-8255. Strange movie theater experiences or frustrating movie theater experiences? I got, a, I got another weird one while we wait for a second before you read your next list. Um, when I was dating, uh, when I was dating, when I was married, um, we went and saw this, uh, it was Paranormal Activity too. It was at, uh, <laughs> I think it was like a, a Cinemark or something. It was like a, a dinner movie theater place before it was popular. Cinnabar is what it was okay. called. And um, we went in there, and they showed a little movie beforehand. And you had mentioned how the kids had brought to uh, The Conjuring. Well, this um, couple, um, they brought their kids in to see Paranormal Activity too, But... It wasn't like your normal trailers before the movie. They showed like a fan, a bunch of fan-made films. Okay. And one of them was a uh, <clears throat> a zombie movie, and the zombies were having sex in the graveyard, like totally full-blown going at it. Like, and my ex and I were looking at each other like, what the hell are we, like, are we in the right kind of theater? <laughs> and there's like, here's this couple with their kids, and they're sitting there eating popcorn, just watching this. And I'm like, <laughs> like grab your kids and go like what the hell are we watching hey, maybe they already maybe they already had the talk with the kids <laughs> nothing wow <new. laughs> yeah that was a, that was a weird experience that i can remember that was a little strange <laughs> all right and finally as we head into the break boy i wish i was in this well not seeing this movie but in this theater it says uh, i was watching mama mia 2 and when Cher came on the stage this guy jumped in front of everyone and yelled out do you believe in life after love? And sang it until security came. Ah. <laughs> oh, man. You, you know what? Um, I might just do that just to get out of watching that movie because... Uh, oof. You should. Glad One more, I, I know we got to roll. Yep. Keep it snappy. Um, Lacey has said, when leaving the theater after Harry Potter 4... Her uncle very loudly said, I can't believe Harry died. And there was a huge crowd of people waiting to go in just to piss him off. <laughs> See, that's when it's okay because it's not true. But folks, right. that does it for our Harry! Our call and topic of your odd theater experiences. When we come back, uh, we've got our Costco guru, Tony, taking us through more Costco myths and debunking them. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. 
Want to expand your advertising dollar? Sponsor this or any America Matters program by calling 775-827-8900, extension 2. Now, back to the show. And we are back. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Wednesday, September 9th. Now, we talk about it a couple times each show. It is the Phoenix Line, a a 24-hour-a-day, 7-day-a-week voicemail line, giving you guys the opportunity to chime in on anything whatsoever. Maybe you had a odd or strange or frustrating movie theater experience that you want to chime in on. Well, guess what? You can do so. You know how it works. It's a voicemail. You leave a message after the beep. That number is 855-PHOENIX-RADIO, 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O, or 855-336-4973 for the alphanumerically impaired. All we ask is you keep it entertaining. We will compile those together and put them out in a future show. Now, in this next segment, back by popular demand, Tony is our resident Costco guru. He's been a uh, lifelong employee since uh, the days he got out of high school. <laughs> lifelong employee, man. Not, not a prison am, sentence, per se. but I, uh, Yeah, I am an old, I'm an old uh, vet of the Costco business, yes. But when it comes to Costco, there are certain things that you hear about, you know, rumors, myths, whatever it may be, some true, some not so much, which is why we are revisiting this segment of Costco Myths Debunked. So let's go ahead and go to our first Costco myth. It says, don't ignore those tiny asterisks. Take notice of the small asterisks in the upper right corner of the Costco price tags. If you ever see one of them, it means that the product featured is being discontinued and you should stock up while you can. That is true. Uh, Yeah, anytime you see that little asterisk, um, it does mean that it's being deleted in part ways. And also a fun fact to tie into that, if it ends in a 7 or ends in a zero or an eight, just depending on the store, that means it's been marked down. Zero and eight typically means it's down to a display price. Okay. Um, and it's the last one. Um, <clears throat> sevens are marked down by corporate, so you know that they're on their way out too. So if it ends in a seven, uh, corporate has dropped the price from the original. Um, and then the little asterisk just means it's uh, going away. Whether it comes back, who knows? But yes, true. All right. A little little extra detail for you behind all that. Very cool. Let's move on with our Costco myths debunk. Gift cards get you crazy bonus savings. says, don't forget to check out the gift card section when you shop at Costco. Most of them are offered at discounted rates of up to 20%, making them perfect as holiday gift or just for you to keep. Absolutely true. Um it just every store has different uh every i mean literally every costco has different gift cards um they used to run deals with amc where pretty much you could get four tickets for the price of three um most gift cards it's like uh, a lot of the deals like it'll be a hundred dollar gift card to old chicago and a bunch of other restaurants on one card um and for 75 bucks, you can get a hundred dollar card. So you get $25 free, uh, Nutrisystem, a hundred dollars, uh, thing is on sale. Like I think last week it was on sale for $50. So it's a $50 savings off your normal price. Um, some, some cities do baseball, which I'm surprised Denver doesn't, uh, we never did anything with the Rockies, but if you go to Reno, 
or sparks like you can run into uh san francisco giants tickets which is crazy cool yeah um, yeah and you get closer to the bay area they have a's and you know every costco is different that's why it's fun to go to different costcos you'll find that most of us uh Costcoites, we we visit other stores because we're curious to see what they have that we don't have. So <laughs> I always thought it was you you just missed work so much you had to go visit another Costco. No, it's good because you can get ideas. Like a, if you're a merch merch manager, you can get ideas on how they set things, and uh, it's cool just to see other people's perspectives on it. Fair enough. All right, let's move on to our next one. Here's one that always amazed me. You can return pretty much anything. Costco's number one priority is ensuring that their members are happy with the quality of their products. And because the company is so concerned with customer satisfaction, they offer a generous return policy that once allowed a woman to return a dead Christmas tree. And Tony, you've told me stories of some other crazy things people have returned. Uh, old mattresses, uh, use, used mattresses, and uh, old hot tubs. I mean, you name it, and people have returned it. <laughs> you were there that day in the hot tub. The hot tub was ridiculous. <laughs> that was that was awful. Yeah, I remember you were there for that one. Yep. Um, yeah, this is unfortunately and fortunately true. It just depends. Um, it is there. It does get abused. Um Costco has a good policy in place with our vendors and uh, to get credit. We don't always get credit. Sometimes we eat it. Usually the older the product, the more you're going to eat. Um, I haven't seen, I see there's always crazy returns, like legit. Every day there's something new, something old, old vacuum cleaners. Uh, the the one, one, two that stand out in my mind was uh, there was the mattress that had love stains and blood. And I didn't realize that the member was right there. And this was earlier in my career. And I was like, that's effing disgusting. I'm like, why in the hell are we taking that back? I'm like, that person should be ashamed in this, of, of themselves. I would hell to not return that. And they were right there. <laughs> I didn't say anything. And then there was the one return I did when I was a refunds clerk. Beautiful girl. Just like gorgeous girl returns this bathing suit and uh, on the inside of the bathing suit. Uh, yeah, there was a streaky streaky. Mm. And I was like, oh, so yeah, you just <laughs> there's some bad returns. Now, oh. as a, as and you, now there is also 90 days on electronics. I was and, just uh, going to say, so we're computers, pre we're pretty, TVs. We're pretty stern on that. Although <clears throat> if you... Uh, have issues and you take it up with the concierge uh, service uh, past the 90. Um, if they can't deem that they can fix it, typically they'll reach out to our warehouse manager and get the okay for you. So you're not completely hosed if it's past the 90. There are avenues you could go. Right. But don't try to bring back that 10-year-old TV and say, oh. No. Yeah. No, no. Thank God most of that stuff's over. You don't see too much of that. So. Exactly. All right, let's move on with our next Costco myth. Tony, I don't know if you've had a chance to try this one because it's not super Costco related, but it says use Costco's low prices to bring competitor prices down. Not a Costco member, but still want to receive those famously low Costco prices? No problem. Simply per 
uh, peruse the store's website for the deals you want, print out the pages featuring said deals, and bring them to a competitor that offers price matching like Target to score your favorite items for the same price that members are receiving. Though this might sound sketchy, it's completely legal, and it's a great way to shop Costco without actually shopping at Costco. Tony? That you can get some products, uh, some pricing from Costco.com. Costco is pretty smart in a lot of the electronics areas where you have to actually be a member to log in to see the price. Exactly. It'll tell you, you must log in, you know, must be a Costco member to see this price. So they're smart on blocking some of that. So I would assume that is true. Like we don't price match. Like we get a lot of people who be like, oh, well, I saw this TV at Best Buy for this price. <laughs> The thing with that is it may or may not be the same model. Like Costco gets a lot of exclusive models that are a little bit different than uh, like a Best Buy. And same with Sam's Club. They get certain models we don't get. And I don't know what the whole difference between them all is. But uh, that that is true. Okay. Um, like as far as, you know, like price matching, other competitors are going to want to do that because they, they don't want them to go to us. But come to us at least you got if you're buying electronics you know you're getting low price 90 days return policy plus two-year warranty out the gate you don't even have to buy so that's great real quick uh, kendra chimed in on the return policy she said uh, <gasps> carla once Gosh. returned a half-eaten birthday cake she asked why the lady said it was delicious but she ordered chocolate and it was a white cake uh, I don't get it, but, uh, you know, yeah, it's, Oh, that, those are frustrating oh, returns. I can only imagine. The ones like we get ones too, like, uh, around the holidays, they'll order big expensive prime ribs at like a hundred plus dollars. Mm. They'll bring back a sliver and a bunch of bones and they'll be like, it, it was dry. <laughs> Well, but she ate the whole thing. Right. Well, Tony, it's <laughs> funny that you mentioned prime rib as we uh, close out this segment it says for deals on meat, use the secret word that secret word chub and yes it might feel uttering this word aloud in the meat department but it's a surefire way to score extra savings as one reddit user and costco employee pointed out we sell our regular ground beef for 349 a pound the way we make it is we take our fat trimmings from cutting steaks and mix it with the chubs to bring up the fat content and increase our profits the 10-pound chubs are probably sitting around 5% to 8% fat and only cost $2.99 a pound. Tony, is that true? I don't know. I don't know enough about the meat department to confirm or deny that. Well, um, I know they run fat tests where they have managers go check the content. I know it has to be under 12%. Um, and they do what's called a grind Okay. Uh, but as far as all that other stuff being true, I'm not 100% sure. Hey, I, I just know the meat is freaking awesome. That's all I know. It is good. But uh, you may want to be careful if you're walking around saying the word chub. People might think something else is going on. But uh, hey, yeah, it might be worth trying out. So. <laughs> <laughs> I got a Costco chub. <laughs> well, folks, that does it for our revisit of Costco Myths Debunk. When we come back, we're heading into the final segment of the show. You know what that means. It's this day in history. Don't go anywhere. Unable to listen to the whole show? A recording of today's program will be available later today. 
visit americamatters.us and click on the podcast link. Now back to the show. Now back to the show indeed. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It's Wednesday, September 9th. You know, we've made it to the end of the show, but uh, not before we take you through this day in history. But if you missed a portion of the show or you want to go back and catch up on any of the previous shows, it's easy enough to do so. Head over to americamatters.us. Click on the shows and podcast link. Scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. From there, you can get video. You can get audio as well. Or head over to wherever you get podcasts. Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor, Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, Doozer, Dozer, Deezer, Geezer, Gozer. Are you a god? Of course I am. Yeah, I'm a savage. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> savage and a god. Well, folks, while you are there, be sure to subscribe so you always have the latest episode. Leave a review. Let us know what you think. And tell your friends. Because why, Tony? Sharing is carry and keep that in mind because that may come up here in just a minute but folks it is the final segment of the show and you know what that means we're here to uh, drop a little knowledge on you hopefully make you laugh a little bit it is this day in history the globe for the stories that turn the world on its head it's this day in history with your correspondent on the christian phoenix thank you siri <laughs> all right kicking things off this day in, in 1000 nice round number the year 1000 is the Battle of Svolder in the Baltic Sea. King Olaf on board the Long Serpent defeated in one of the greatest naval battles of the Viking Age. Ooh. can imagine how... Blood. Olaf, metal. Girls like metal. Olaf, play <laughs> berserker. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on this day in 1543, Mary Stuart, at nine months old, is crowned Queen of Scots in the central Scottish town of Stirling. I wonder what she decreed. Decreed a pee-pee. She decreed she wanted her binky. I'm sure. Binky! (laughs) Moving on this day in 1836, Ralph Waldo Emerson publishes his influential essay, Nature in the U.S., outlining his beliefs in transcendentalism. All right, Waldo Faldo. I wonder if uh, they found him. If they wonder yeah. where he was, out where of he where he was. Sorry, that was a bad. Where's uh, Waldo? I can't find him. Him in a big striped sweater. <laughs> he's always he's he's never social distances. That damn Waldo. <laughs> Sometimes it's a swing and a miss. Most of the time, we landed though. <laughs> Moving on, this day in 1850, California is admit, is admitted as the 31st state of the union, and. Uh, Hopefully one day it'll become its own country that we don't have to worry about here in the U.S. anymore because God knows they're doing whatever the hell they want to do anyway, so. Right? Right? (laughs) That's all I had. Right? (laughs) This day in 1862, Robert E. Lee splits his army and sends Jackson to capture Harper's Ferry. And, of course, that was uh, during the time of the Civil War, hopefully the one and only Civil War. Don't want to see anything along those lines uh, here anytime in uh, the modern era. No, don't want to see no civil war. Nope. I don't need your civil war. Thanks, Axel. <laughs> Moving on this day in 1908, Orville Wright makes his first one-hour airplane flight in Fort Myers, Virginia. Orville's a name that they need to bring back. Not enough kids <laughs> named Orville. <laughs> There's only two Orvilles. Orville Wright and Orville Redenbacher. <laughs> the only two Orvilles that count, right? 
Yeah, it's the only two I know of. <laughs> and then the show, The Orville, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah so that's, that's all I could think of for this. <laughs> Mo- moving on, this date in 1945, the first bug in a computer program is discovered by Grace Hopper. It was actually a real bug. A moth was removed with tweezers from a relay and taped into the log. And so uh, I wonder if that's where the term a bug came from when uh, it came to computers. It's got to be. That's fascinating. Um, it's it's amazing that they can create uh, that kind of stuff to mess up your programming and everything else uh, in the computer world. Right. And 1945, computers used to be the size of this room. I mean, they were massive. They had little bits of you know tape that relayed the information, and uh, they weren't very powerful. And the interesting thing about uh, Grace Hopper, who discovered it, she later became an admiral. So uh, good on her. Yeah, that's impressive. That is. You found off. <laughs> Moving on, this day in 1950 was the first use of a TV laugh track by the Hank McCune show in the U.S. Ugh, I hate laugh tracks. They're so annoying. I do too. Anytime you, you can used get... to watch Scooby Doo with that, <laughs> it's like, where, why is where's, where's all this laughing coming from? It's a cartoon, right? That live studio audience uh, watching Scooby Doo. Yeah, like I dug, like I dig on. Uh, I don't even know if I like laugh tracks on TV shows. It's kind of distracting sometimes. I enjoy them when they are actually in front of a live studio audience, so you get the genuine reaction as opposed to this is where you should yeah. be laughing. Yeah, oh, the fake stuff. Just annoying. It's bad, yep. Uh, Speaking of TV history, this day in 1956, Elvis Presley appears on the Ed Sullivan Show for the first time. And that's where uh, women started losing their minds and, you know, they couldn't show anything below the waist because it was uh, sexually explicit. He was doing the pelvic thrust. He was doing the pelvis, Elvis. He was. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I noticed I didn't try any weird Elvis impersonation there. I, I, I was kind I, I of waiting to, but for I it. just I have not practiced it, so I'm just going to let it settle. I really want to though, because <laughs> he's one of those guys like that I think would be fun to impersonate. Could have known that thing with a right, but you got to hone the skill a little bit. You got yeah, you got to own it, and I haven't quite got that down yet. So. All right, this day in 1958, pirate Roberto Clemente ties a record of three triples in a game. Man, he was a hell of a baseball player. He was. Um, it's sad that he uh, passed away. He He's the one that died in a plane crash, I believe, yeah? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, fantastic. <clears throat> uh, probably one of the most uh, well-known Pittsburgh Pirates there. Yep. Oh, here's one. I, I just love reading this because uh, not only is football right around the corner, Tony and I are both big Denver Broncos fans, as you can see from his sweatshirt, and we hate the Patriots. So this day in 1960, the Denver Broncos beat the Boston Patriots 13-10 to in the American Football League's first game before 21,597 fans at Nickerson Field in Boston. Ah, oh, that makes me feel good. It's a shame that we're going to... It's going to be a positive that we're going to do the same thing here in Denver, Colorado, uh, but we'll not be in front of that many. That that It'll be in a much smaller crowd than that. So Yeah, yeah. But- <laughs> you know, it's funny as we played Brady and uh, Gronk in the Buccaneers, uh, Not obviously not this week, we played Titans, we played mm-hmm. the Bucks the week after, and that will be 
um, they're going to allow 15,000 fans in the stadium. Wow. So at least there'll be some live fans. I mean, That'll... it's not a lot when you think of the big scope of things at, at uh, Empower Field. That's what it's called now. Empower at Mile High. Yeah, That'll, called it that'll be fun to watch. Sadly, uh, as we know, Von Miller will not be chasing down uh, uh, Brady no. this season. So, Move. You know who I hope we sign? I know I'm taking you off your run, but uh, Clay dare Matthews. You. I actually kind of hope we sign him. That would be awesome. All right, Just mo- as a fill-in. Moving on, this day in 1965, L.A. Dodgers future baseball Hall of Famer pitcher Sandy Koufax throws his fourth mm. career no-hitter and first perfect game with a 1-0 win over the Chicago Cubs at Dodger Stadium. That's a hell of a feat. It is a hell of a feat, and I respect Sandy Koufax. Hell of a ball player. Hate the Dodgers. Hate them. <laughs> well, didn't uh, uh, um, the Rockies eliminate them? No. No. Gosh, no. Oh. No. They won a, they, we won a series against them. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yep. You know, they say every dog has, has their day. Yep. That's that's it. Yeah. Oh, hell no. The Dodgers, are the. they're going to win it all this year, man. That team is freaking good. They're always good. They're always good. <laughs> yep. This day, 1971, John Lennon and Nails on a Chalkboard Yoko Ono appear on The Dick Cavett Show, and they release their album Imagine, or John Lennon releases his album Imagine on the same day. Good song, Imagine good album. Fent, yeah. Yeah. Yoko Ono, ugh, not so much. <laughs> I'm surprised Yoko Ono hasn't appeared on Dancing with the Stars. Oh. <sighs> I'm glad she this, has this would too. This would be the season of seasons, man. Her and uh, uh, Carol Baskin this year. <laughs> and then finally, this day in 1992, I think we all remember where we were when this happened. The ninth MTV Video Music Awards, Howard Stern appears as Fart Man. <laughs> do you remember that, Tom? I do, yeah. I do remember that. And I even remember the re when they redid it on... Uh, <laughs> yeah, private parts movie. Right. <laughs> yeah. All right, Tone. Before we close out for the day, let's hit some of today's holidays. Now, I ask you every single Holiday. day. You know, tell your friends because why, Tone? Sharing is caring. Well, it was bound to come up. Today is National Care Bear Share Your Care Day. Care Bear Stare! I'm a super happy bear! <laughs> super excited bear! There's a little ADD and a little happy. <laughs> Here's a, a strange one. It's International Buy a Priest a Beer Day. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, I'll buy myself a beer today. Thank you very much. It's International Sudoku Day. That's a fun game if you're bored. That That is not a bad game to play. It is National Wiener Schnitzel Day. Ooh, I wouldn't mind. V- yeah, yes, I like the Wiener Schnitzel, Christian. I liked when we were at the head in the Winter Park, Colorado, years ago, eh? <laughs> oh, so good. And then finally, it's a day just for us, Tony. It is National Wonderful Weirdos Day. That's us. <laughs> yeah, I like it. It's, it's our day. It is. It's our day, baby. Well, folks, that does it for our Wednesday show. We'll be back tomorrow on a Thursday with Florida Man. You won't want to miss it. Enjoy your Wednesday, folks. Thank you.